Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And we're rolling down on old throwdown Thursday this fine week. Figured we might as well shoot the breeze for a little bit and catch up, man. Uh, it looks like we're the sports brew walking wounded. It's just me and Shannon, which feels very old school because back in the day, that's what we did, man. Shannon would come over here, hang out. We'd crank it up. We had mics and this and tables and all kinds of rigmarole all over the place, disturbing my wife, waking everybody in the house up. It was a good time with that apple pie moonshine and Lord knows what else we used to enjoy over the course of what turned into a memory hole. It was a good time. Anyway, let's go ahead and get this party started, man. Oh, bro. Legit theme song for you dropping bombs because the Colts, they weren't dropping bombs on the field. But I mean, God bless, bro. They were some, dropping some serious bombs off the field. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I almost brought you in. I know last week I joked around I was going to bring you into the Wiggles and Hot Potatoes. That's really the Ben Simmons song. Or mashed potatoes or hot potatoes or sweet potatoes or whatever that song is. Some sort of potatoes. You can tell I did not. We did not do the Wiggles with our kids. Stayed, no, a, stayed away no. from it. All right. But I really thought, you know, first of all, it was crazy that they fired Reich. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's tough sled, and maybe maybe it was it was time. But when the news about Jeff Saturday broke, I was like, "What?" So really, this is what I was gonna bring you into. <laughs> Little Chicago. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Saturday in the park. Nice. Good song. I hadn't thought about this song in forever. Dude, that's phenomenal. That's a good pull. Yeah. It's a great song, right? Oh my gosh. But I mean, seriously, like, what kind of banners do you raise for this? Tanking 2022? Like, what do you do? What what does this even mean? And God bless, so help me. If Saturday, who was like crapping on the Raiders in tweets before this announcement, right? And now what? Like Waller's on IR, Renfro's on IR. Are the Colts going to somehow win this game against the Raiders? Like one the Ra- of their linebackers retired today. Yes. Like-, like what? The Raiders are going to get a 17 point lead, right? They're going to get a 17 point lead on the Colts and somehow blow it, <laughs> right? Isn't that what? Isn't that what's meant to be? And th- that could be the banner: 17 point comeback versus the Raiders, 2022 tank apocalypse. <laughs> I mean. Dude, talk about like a game that like should be like a national game and just have like the dumpster fire symbol. Like, I oh. mean, this is a this is an absolute dumpster fire of a game. Look, I'm telling you, Sunday. man, that that game should be flexed to Thursday night football. <laughs> That's an Amazon suffered enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Side note, I I, I tried to uh, while well, I was doing a little bit of prep work and forget if I sound a little bit off or whatever. I uh, have a little bit of I, look. I mean, I work in a school, man. You know, so you get exposed to all the funk. It's just the reality of stuff, and yeah. uh, I, I feel like I've got whatever rando slice of funk the kids have shared with me. It's very generous of them, uh, as always. So, in between my kids being elementary aged, they're obviously petri dishes of funk, and then working at a school, and my wife works at a school. One way or the other, if there's crap going around, we gonna get it right. Let me tell you, if you want to strengthen your immune system, go volunteer and or work at a school. You're going to get it right. <laughs> you might you might have some funk along the way, but you're going to train that immune system up, man. I'm just, just yes, saying. Yes, you are. Anywho. But, yeah, what a wild – I mean, look, it, it, there's plenty of games to chit-chat about, and 
I don't know how long we're going to go tonight, so it, this might be more of a topical kind of run through of a lot of stuff, which is totally fine. But after the debacle of, I mean, the Patriots just absolutely beating the crap out of Indianapolis and Wright getting fired and Saturday. I mean, what a week, dude. What a week. And I, I mean, mean what, what a month this week has been. <laughs> yeah. What a month. What a, what a week this weekend was. What a month this week has been. I mean, that's just bizarre. So, like, how do you even begin to, as a Colts fan, which you are, like, how do you even begin to process how, number one, how damn disappointing this season is, and then the commitment to a, a guy that should not even be starting as quarterback, and then, you know, firing the OC. You got, you got all kinds of turmoil on staff, right? Yeah, we fired the OC last week. Uh -huh. This week, the head coach gets fired. I mean, because you know, I mean, once they fired the OC, you knew it was going to end well, right? Oh, of course. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, Lindy and I were briefly chit chatting a little bit. Yeah. We all know Bill Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks slash first year starting quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't think he's ever lost to one. Like, the man's either undefeated. In 20-plus years, or he's lost once. It's a so, rarity. So, Ellinger, the expectation that Ellinger would go into Foxborough and beat New England in his second career start was ridiculous. Yeah. So, dude, Lindy, he and I were just, he's like, you know, maybe maybe the Matt Ryan benching wasn't Ursay after all. Maybe it was Frank Reich saying, hey, we need to give this kid a chance. And then Ursay said, okay, but... It's your ass if it doesn't go well, you know. Maybe, and you know <laughs> you put a, you surrender that lead to Washington late, and then you a freaking drop a just a field goal with that offensive line and that team. But dude, this this is I don't know what is going on right now because Frank Wright. With the quarterbacks he's had, had a forty and thirty-three record. Mm -hmm. Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger. Is it me or does it feel like somewhere along the way, like there's like some weird curse post Andrew Luck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, I mean, it's so bizarre to me, man. For for a guy, arguably one of the better quarterbacks in the league. To just peace out at the age he did, and th they have just not recovered. You know they've no. tried. I mean they've tried. Brissett was okay, and they clearly b have believed multiple times over that they had a good enough team that you'd bring in a vet. And they had it. I mean you know they had some success under Philip Rivers. It just you know I mean obviously they didn't have enough success. Yeah, um, I mean I would have been cool with them running it back with Philip Rivers if he had wanted to go again. Because I mean. They had chances to win that game against Buffalo in that in the playoff game. Yeah. And, but you know, for whatever reason they didn't. But I would have been okay running it back with them and then they of course wins. Well, um, I mean you kinda hope that you would get some of the Philly magic, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was right. And, and I mean it's, you, you it's it's different because you're judging it from today, but it, in the moment you go, Okay, maybe there's still some upside here. And yeah. Wentz does have tools. He's not a bum. Right, and obviously you had a connection with Reich, so it it, it made sense. Absolutely, right. It, it made sense, sense. And, but <laughs> but it, it just didn't work out. 
Right. Look, here's the thing, though, man. That game versus the Patriots was an absolute Colts disaster. The Colts had 121 yards of offense, dude. They were 0 of 13 on, or excuse me, 0 of 14 on third down. Right? So they had the worst total yards, the worst third down conversions, again, bagel, 0 for 14, and the worst number of sacks given up, because that was nine. Jesus. had nine sacks, dude. The worst number of sacks given up in the entire league. Again, worst yard, worst total yards, worst third down conversion rate, 0 for 14. That's ugly as hell. Hell, and the worst number of sacks. I mean, that's what, worst, worst, and worst. I mean, you. What are you gonna do with that? Yikes! Nah, that's, I mean, that was just a that that was just a brewing recipe for disaster. And oh yeah, it, it yeah brutal. It's a really bad game, and but you just fired your offensive coordinator, and that's when you got to lean on your head coach to kind of right the ship. Or Reich the ship. Reich the ship, yeah. But, you know, Ursay said no, that he's seen enough. And so he cuts him loose. Bro. I I think they may regret that move. I like Reich. Um, I don't know if he was the answer for a long term, but I thought he had a pretty good presence. I've watched HBO. Don't worry, Jeff Saturday's here, baby. He may not well, Reich the ship. <laughs> Oh, he's going to go full iceberg. Are you <laughs> <kidding> me? <laughs> he's going to go full iceberg and let us and sink that bad boy. Dude, dude, nobody had more ice this past week than Kirk Cousins on that plane ride back, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> My man was iced up. He dude, iced up, son. He, he iced did, up. He did ice up. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't remember where I, I want to say maybe it was on Rich Eyes and. And they were talking about um, Kirk Cousins got it. Somebody on Twitter it gave Cousins a new name. It was probably one of these gray or fake verified accounts. Like, who knows what? Man, I tell you what. What people that aren't in the sports don't realize, Twitter is, is generally speaking is great for sports. But all this madness that's going on right now with verifi- verification, the blue check, the gray check, the this account, the paid account, the blah, blah, blah. There's so much shenanigans. I mean, it's, it's absolutely batshit crazy what's happening on Twitter right now. Um the thing is, like, Twitter generally is a great haven for two things. Well, probably three. Idiots. That's <laughs> any social media platform. Is. True, true story. True story. Idiots and trolls everywhere. But it's good for political discourse and its related shenanigans and sports. And a lot yes. of people that aren't into sports don't realize how significant Twitter is from a sports standpoint. But it's a total upheaval at the moment, right, with the way they're handling stuff. But anyway, that's a different topic. But part of the point is just that at the moment, there's so much weirdness going on. People are like, yo, be careful what you retweet. You don't know what's real, what's not, what's this, what's verified, what's fake. Uh, I mean, there was a verified Nintendo account that had, you know, Mario dropping a middle finger on it. Yeah, that's real. That's real verified. I'm sure Nintendo, you know, of America wants Mario flipping the bird off. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they were talking about nicknames that Cousins got, and one of my favorites that they brought up was, uh, and this was on Twitter, probably from a troll account, but they called him Kirk Thuggins. I laughed for a good good couple of minutes on that. <laughs> Kirk Thuggins, of all the things, of all the nicknames, I, I would have envisioned Kirk Cousins getting over the years. That ain't it. 
But you like that? Yeah, well, they certainly liked that on the plane ride back. So good mm. on them, by the way. Kirk thuggins. That's yeah, funny. Kirk's that's thuggins. Fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I got another song for uh, your Indianapolis Colts. Oh god. Also yeah. fitting for the Washington Commanders. Side note, Shannon. Yes. When we started doing this podcast in I don't know 2011 or whatever it was, did you ever think that we would we we would be associated with probably the two most oddly incompetent franchises in the NFL? <laughs> I mean, we had the one and two pick in the draft. We had our future quarterbacks. We were we were ready to roll. Do you remember how excited we were? Oh my God! Oh my Lord, I bet that I bet if we dug up those 2011, 2012, kind of those eras, I bet it would be such a hoot to listen to some of that stuff. I mean, granted, granted, freezing cold takes, yeah, freezing cold takes, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Although to be fair, as as you know, I, I talk about these two franchises. Clearly, nobody's on the same level of fan base organizational destruction as you know, Dan F and Snyder, but it's really, it's just bizarre to see how things are, have unfolded. Some of the struggles they've had in Indy and there's been opportunity and they've been on the cusp and they've been close and it just feels like they're detonating this year. You know, I mean, like yeah. it's just amazing to me. I, I'm trying to remember a time you've had a team that had some promise and people thought was a legitimate contender and you get not that deep into the season, and they basically just nuke it. I, I, I'm still shaking my head, man, because, I mean, if you're not, I you know, <laughs> I have gone back and forth on this, like, so much this mm-hmm. week. Like, what what is the end game here? Like, what 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 is the point of firing Reich? Unless if it if benching Ryan was his decision and he wanted Ellinger to be the guy, logically that's all I could see. If Ursay of all people said, "No, I don't want Matt Ryan playing because I don't want to pay him twenty nine million next year," and you have Ellinger and then fires Reich because Ellinger only does three points on the road against Bill Belichick, it's like, well, what are you doing? I would imagine there's layers to that, and again, it's the curse of Andrew Luck, man. It's just it, they have not been able to solve it. Look, it's it's long enough ago now. You can't necessarily blame everything on that, but that clearly started like this domino effect of problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's 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 a ripple effect of failure. What was that movie with Ashton? The butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah. neat movie by the way. Well, but but that Andrew Luck like sudden retirement, you know, it, had he committed to retiring early enough, there were a lot of good players in that draft. Yes. Uh, let me rephrase that. There were other good quarterbacks in that draft. Yeah. Right. And maybe they don't. Was that the year they traded for DeFore, uh or trade the DeForest Buckner trade? I think twenty nineteen. So. You know, and so it, they could have done things differently. It's not all at, on the feet of, or, you know, I mean, Andrew Luck's not, not accountable for everything that's happened in Indy since he's left, but it's hard to not look at that as kind of this linchpin of things, this domino effect that, that's gone on. And whether it's fair or not, Reich is going to kind of get saddled with everything that has happened since and not being able to resolve the quarterback. 
Ryan, a lot of people thought Ryan was relatively washed. That was kind of a desperation heave. I guess you figured, if nothing else, he'd bring the right mentality. And I think, honestly, I think part of that was the mentality of Wentz, right? And they mm-hmm. wanted that that real professionalism, real professionalism of Matt Ryan, which they got. But if the yes. dude, if they can't keep him clean, right? I mean, they can't. And Jonathan Taylor being injured. I mean, there's just there's layers to this. Whether we talk about this year or the issues last year or the issues over the past three or four years, whatever. Just a domino effect to fail. It's tough. Uh, at some point, somebody has to be accountable. Reich's clearly is is taking it in the chin for right now but I just don't know how much good that does at this point in the season for total staff upheaval and you know by all measures I mean so many people have all this all these positive things to say about Jeff Saturday the player Jeff Saturday the person Jeff Saturday the because he was the NFLPA rep too right yeah Um, I think so yeah I mean he's done a lot of things so it's not necessarily an indictment of him but it's the way the situation unfolded and what's a reasonable expectation. And quite frankly, if you're thinking much of anything other than they're tanking the season, I don't know. I mean, could could they potentially find a viable head coach randomly? I suppose that seems very unlikely. Seems I mean, really unlikely. I mean, I mean, they got torched. They got torched on Twitter. For this move, they got torched in all kinds of whether it's TV, radio, whatever media outlet. Take your pick, man. I mean, the Colts got absolutely roasted. Yeah, my when I originally heard it, like my my initial like just thought was that's outside the box. Yes. A. B. Like it, it was interim basis. So my thinking sure. was, is he went outside the box to bring someone from outside the organization to kind of have some new footprints to mm-hmm. see how things were going. Cause you know, like when you're in it, you're, you're used to the same stuff over and over trying to tweak it. And you bring someone in from the outside who hasn't seen it. Maybe they see it differently. Like, yeah. Hey, maybe if we do this and this, we'll, you know, we'll get this result instead of doing it the quote unquote same old way. But then the 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 press conference was bro, that was I don't know if Cheech and Chong sponsored that one. Oh, you mean the initial one with, with Ursay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> he I liked this one though. I will say that. When he did it when he did another Colts presser, I thought this one was pretty good. Here's the deal. Everybody talks about my, I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man, bro. I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about, are you as qualified as somebody else, bro? I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to playoffs 12 times. I had, I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that play with it. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I mean, won Super Bowls, been to two, like, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea. But I dang sure ain't going to back down. I can tell you that. I appreciate how candid he is. Right? Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. Right? Mm-hmm. But that that's a lot. That's a lot to do in the middle of a season to have that kind of upheaval and turnover 
And there are going to be people that are super change resistant about it. You're you're going to have blowback because of how they handled hiring an interim person that they brought somebody on and put them in a position when they had other people on staff that could have elevated. You know, and it, again, it's not a knock against Saturday the person; it's a knock against the process. And on the flip side, and in case people have forgotten, Ursay has had black coaches, minority coaches. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tony Dungy and uh, Jim Caldwell. Uh, Caldwell comes right. to mind. Yeah. So, but you know, I mean, so like, don't don't forget that this is a weird process, and I think clearly he's going to somebody that he thinks, you know, it's interim. They're going to have to go through some other processes. Yeah. You know, they're, for anything they're... else to happen. So, I mean, clearly at this point, Ursay is is throwing a dart clearly, and he wants somebody that he identifies with, as far as he has a good working relationship with them. He right. knows who they are mm-hmm. and he has an expectation of this is where we're at. This is what we're trying to do. Can you come in here and can we just figure out what the hell is going on? Right. If this is anything other than a total dumpster fire, it's a near miracle. And that's not a reflection of Jeff Saturday. It's a reflection of the situation, right? Yeah. It is. And we'll see what happens when, as the season, <laughs> Whatever the hell happens in Indy, we'll see what happens at the conclusion of it, how they handle their hiring processes, etc. We can have some follow-up dialogue on that. So I certainly wish well for Saturday. That is a terrible position to put himself in. But all these players that think that they can coach and, and GM and this and that, he's he's there getting a, he's getting a, an incredible opportunity. There are thir- thirty-two of these jobs, man. It's going to be a lot different than coaching your, you know, that high school team. That's for sure. But yeah, and he I, couldn't even get a 500 record for that. So. Well, it's high school, man. You never know what you're going to get with that. So one important distinction, and mm-hmm. I know there was a lot of blowback on this, is because the interim tag versus head coach tag. The interim mm-hmm. tag means you don't have to do the Rooney Rule. Right. If you're doing, if you're going full time head coach, then you do have to do the Rooney Rule. That's right. the the difference if the people were wondering what was going on you know i'm going back to that 2018 draft that's the one where they traded with the jets uh, the jets took sam darnold and then the colts took quentin nelson mm-hmm. you want to know who was taken right after quentin nelson uh, probably a quarterback josh allen <laughs> josh allen is probably thinking his lucky stars that they took quentin nelson yeah, because that Buffalo staff has done such a really good job with him. But they gave him the time to grow and mature. Yeah, I mean, imagine it, that. It's always a, it's always a little bit of a dangerous game to say, well, uh, you know, a player would have the same success from a different organization because that's really not necessarily true. The one thing you can say, however, is he's developed really well with Buffalo. Right, Correct. his ceiling, yes. his his floor was interesting. But at this point in his career ascension, I mean, his ceiling is through the roof, right? Great arm, big dude. I mean, hopefully the, he hopefully doesn't miss a lot of time. I know he's day-to-day, but in all likelihood, he should probably miss a couple of weeks, right? I mean, go ahead and let Case Keenum play his old team. I think it's wild, by the way, that um, you think back to the Minneapolis Miracle. And Case it's Keenum Ke- to Stephon Diggs, Yeah, right? it's Keenum and Diggs, dude. It's Keenum and Diggs, and now you get Keenum with the Bills and Diggs with the Bills. I mean, it's just it's crazy to me. 
Yeah, it's, that's, it's, that's yeah, yeah. But if he needs to sit out for a couple of weeks, dude, rest him. Then he missed like four weeks with a similar injury early on in or his, early career, his yes. career. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. Uh, look, you, your goal is the playoffs. If you lose, no, your goal is the Super Bowl. Well, yes, you got to make the playoffs first. But their whole season is about the playoffs and sure. the Super Bowl. Regular season is fine, right? Playoffs. But playoffs. But I mean, this season for Buffalo is to me Super Bowl or bust. Uh, yeah, right. Absolutely, it is. So if you have to eat a couple of weeks in the middle of the year, do it. I mean, it's not like Minnesota. So interesting stat uh-huh. on Minnesota. If Case Keenum starts this week, it'll be their fourth game against a backup quarterback this season. Huh. They've it, played and beaten three other teams with a backup quarterback so far this season. Well, Taylor Heineke was the backup with Washington. Yeah. So uh, the only I think they've only lost to Philly. So Yes. They have. Now there's some argument that the Vikings schedule, you know, like a little bit of fool's gold here. And you, what, beat, uh, you beat whoever's in front of you. I know. You gotta <laughs> you, you, your schedule is your schedule, right? It's just what yeah. it is. But you know, they beat the Commanders. Commanders are a middling team. They beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a dumpster fire. They did beat the Dolphins. Now, granted, that was probably that was October 6th. That was a couple of weeks ago. The Dolphins only scored 16, so there must have been no two in that particular game. No, nah, that was probably right after he got yeah. hurt. They beat the Bears before Justin before the Bears figured out that they should run the shit out of Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, use his strengths. Use his strengths. They beat the Shocking. Saints. They beat the Lions. They lost. They got a rat. I mean, they lost twenty four seven to the Eagles. So, and they beat up. And they beat up on the Packers. Who the Packers? I mean, a lot oh, of years. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of years, the Packers have kind of that crappy week one, and then they're fine. Well, they had a crappy week one, and they're still crappy. So, you know, <laughs> I, I will say, you look at what the Vikings have done, and you go, well, you know, they've won a lot of games, they're in control of the division, but the Packers aren't good. The only, the only clearly good team they've played. Was the it, at the time they played them was the Eagles. That's it, and they got housed. So that's mm-hmm. weird. I mean, the Lions, meh. The Saints, eh. The Bears, when they beat them, eh. The Dolphins without Tua, eh. The Cardinals are a mess. So I, I you know, if you're if you're gonna say, hey, strength of schedule, quality opponents, the Vikings are lacking. But you can only play who you play. I would say if if it was the Bills with a healthy Josh Allen, that would tell us a lot about Minnesota. Right, but the next couple of weeks, to be fair, the next couple of weeks should because they got the Bills, the Cowboys, and the Patriots, and then the Jets. Ooh. So they have a pretty significant run that will tell us a lot more if you want to bag on Minnesota for the quality of their opponents. And really, quite frankly, if Washington had just taken care of the ball late, you'd think they, they won that game. They, you'd think they could have held on to that one. Oh my god, that Heineke throw was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad, dude. Dude, I'll tell you what though. If if Washington, I don't know, man. They focus on the run game and let that D let that D line go to town. They're yes, okay. You're, you're a quarterback away, but I mean, get that we're an owner away, work. a stadium away, a quarterback away, a fan base away, expired oh. Budweiser away. We're a lot of things away in Washington. A civil suit. <sighs> Criminal charges. <laughs> yeah, I was I was hearing someone talk the other day about who should take over Washington, and 
It was the guy that almost got Denver, and if forgive me for the life of me, I can't remember his. That's okay. There's been lots of names, lots of rumors. The one thing I, I I really hope though that this isn't. First of all, the fan base hates him. That's not news to anybody. It, and non-Washington fans hate Dan Snyder, but Redskins fans in particular hate Dan Snyder. Um, Mercy hates him too. He ought to. <laughs> yeah, f that guy. But here's the thing: Although- everybody's so excited about the potential of a sale and what this could be. Can you imagine if this dude just because uh, you have to get this is going to sound weird if you have if you weren't aware of this and didn't know this if he wanted to, to basically set up a trust with the team you have to get a valuation first well what if this is this big tease about him selling it and this is just the process to get the valuations and he's going to spin it into a trust that I mean the fan base might straight up flat out revolt <laughs> whoever's left <laughs> might be like no. I really do hope he's selling the team. I really do. I really do. Oh, my God. I think his wife getting booed maybe, maybe opened his eyes. Uh, no. Or maybe it opened her eyes. I, You know. They've been getting booed and bagged on for a while. But there, at some point, there has to be a certain level of vitriol that you're just like, is this, even, is this even worth it? What was that blue comedy tour as a Bill Engvall? Here's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> or Ace of Base. Yeah, although, like. they, I don't, although I don't think they saw the sign because they're freaking idiots. But Jesus, come on, man. Well, Read the they, they would have seen the sign except they banned them from the stadium and they got, <laughs> they got, them, they got them thrown out. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They paid him the There you go. There you go, MacGuffin. There you go. Yeah. For people that didn't live in the '90s or weren't old enough, you have no idea how ridiculously popular this song was. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I didn't think they were ever gonna stop playing it. Right? The, don't turn around. All that she wants is the sign. Oh my god! Every hour on the hour. Oh Jesus. Bro. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's catchy, but holy crap. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, I, I, Shannon, I know it cannot compare. Hot potato, it can't compare hot to hot potato. potato. potato I know that. Doesn't hold a candle. Doesn't hold a candle. I honestly, I swear to God, <laughs> if we could pull this off, we should get Mark that, that NIN uh, or Nickelback is nice shirt, not Nine Inch Nails, right? And then you, me, and Randy can dress up as the Wiggles and do hot potato and sing it. Potato, hot potato, potato, hot potato, And we can just have Mark back there on the drum set, right? With with a couple of photographs. Like, <laughs> look at this. I'm kind of feeling that, dude. That would be a good Halloween costume. Except nobody would nobody would understand it but us. But that would be okay. <laughs> like, who the hell are you guys supposed to be? Yeah. Uh, That'd be a good time. So, dude, if we could get Mark down here, that would just be a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could we be. all haven't been together in what three, four years. It's been has, a has it been that long? I mean, before COVID, I would imagine. Really? Yeah. Well, All five of us. It's been a minute. 
I mean, I know there was the one year we had Dstat as the uh, like straw guy, but that's different. Look, inspired by Jeff and Chicago. Saturday in the park, <laughs> man, we can do it. Yeah, that with Mark can buy some ice cream. That's there perfect. You go. Yeah. Unless in his old age he's become like lack uh, was it uh, lactose, lactose intolerant. intolerant. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got a different problem. Well, well, then he can hit the Sean McVay porta potty. You know, it's all right. <laughs> and just let it go, right? Let it go. There it is. <laughs> or let it go. In honor of the Saints, clear uh, the Saints. In honor of the Colts, clearly trying to tank this season. Let it blow. You know, if you've got the D-stat poo lined up, you should go ahead and play that. <laughs> Sports Brews sound clips. Let's just go to that folder. <laughs> Let's just see how far it takes I'm just going to gonna search for poo. Actually, you know what's funny is there's a lot of things that come up. If I search for poo. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's fan poops makes room for the Bildo. I'm afraid to play that one. <laughs> but you can always edit it to doubt. <laughs> Uh, these that hurry up, hurry up and poop these that what where's just the d stat poo d stat gorilla what the hell is that mark next time hurry up and poop would you <laughs> <laughs> what mark next time hurry up and poop would you <laughs> i like that wow all right that's phenomenal. They're, they're really a cheeseburger D stat. What is that? Cheeseburger! 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Say, don't, don't, don't cheap shot people. It's a bad idea. It's a bad look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that's a bad D stat bet. That is yeah. a real bad yeah. D stat Just bet. Don't I'm, do I'm, it. I'm above that. Don't, don't try to bribe me to cheap shot somebody. I won't do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> As vertically challenged as you are, something you're actually above? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man, that's, that's pretty good. I like that. It's outstanding. I don't yeah, I don't I don't know where uh where the D stat poo ended up. I don't I don't uh I don't see that. That's a shame. I'm gonna have to uh I'm going to have to, uh, like, uh, uh, you know why? Because it's in the old Winamp playlist. Oh, That's yeah. Why. I, never yeah. Re I never remade that playlist for uh, Music Beat. That's why. But we haven't dropped a D-Stat Poo in forever. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. But apparently the D-Stat Gorilla Hurry Up and Poop line is in there. It counts for something, I guess. I'm going to be like, back in 15 seconds, I need another beer. Oh, that's all right. We can take a quick break, man. It's fine, dude. We good? Can, yeah, we can take a quick break. It's fine. We don't all look. Right. Look, what, this is the magic of audio work. Watch this. Boom! It's like magic, and now we're back. And Shannon has a beer. <laughs> it's the advantage of podcasting when I can just stop it. There you go. How about that? You're welcome. Anyway, catch me outside. How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. Dan Snyder, this is dedicated to you. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? 
Now the question is, is which time? <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every time. Oh, God. What a... Speaking of dumpster fires. <laughs> Speaking of dumpster fires. Yeah, there you go. Train wreck. Legacy franchise, man. Took it down the crapper. Well, we've said it before and I'll say it again. Don't want no short Dan, man. Yet there he is. There he is. That motherfucker. In perpetuity. <laughs> I swear. I swear to God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sell the team, asshole. <laughs> Fuck them. Exactly. Seriously. Sell the team and FOH. FOH. Get on your little yacht, go back <laughs> to the Mediterranean, and just stay there. Or sink. That's fine, too. Yeah, Titanic sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So we might as well have a, since we're obviously, I, I think this is going to qualify as a mini brew, <laughs> which we always joke about, we, but we almost never do. So I'll tell you what, I will raise a raise a can right now. I've got my El Segundo Broken Skull IPA, always delicious. And I've got my Jack and Coke, which I've almost drained. So you know, I usually tell myself that I'll have a beer and a mixed drink. Because um, I had a pre-podcast beer. Quite frankly, I was like, oh, man, my head's killing me. Maybe I should have a beer early. <laughs> and so I did. So, you know, technically I've already had my two beers and my mixed drink. So, like, it would be kind of a stretch to, to grab a third. Uh, and I don't want to crack a Coors Light. Like, I can't I can't have a Jack and Coke and a Broken Skull and be like, let me wrap this night up with a Coors Light. Woo! Like, that's no bueno. No. So either I gotta have another broken skull or I gotta have a headspace. But anyway, we'll see. We'll we'll see if if um how we both feel over the course of it's only twelve thirty. It's not that late. I mean, it's late for a lot of people, but for a recording night, twelve thirty for for, <laughs> for for our purposes, twelve thirty is not late. I mean, it is, but it's not. But it is. We get it. Okay. It's uh, the under. It's <laughs> yeah. Take the under. Uh, all right, Shannon. What are you drinking, bro? So um, going double header tonight. Uh, main course is the center of the universe, El mm. Dudorino. The nice. Dudabides. The Dudabides, El Dudorino. Quality. And just for Todd. Oh. Specifically just for Todd. Oh. I also have a Trapezium Lucky 47 White Ale. There you go. Just from Trapezium. Just for you, Todd. Hey. I like that. Is that the first time you've had it? No, I've, I've, oh, okay. I bought a case of this stuff. No, fair enough. It's crushable. It's like summer crushable beer. Summer crushable beer. Yeah. So, sometimes that's mighty good. I appreciate Case that. Case for 30 bucks, bro. Of course I'm going to hey, do that. Hey, that's quality, bro. Yes, sir. Nice. Good job. Uh, speaking of uh, people, fan bases that may need a case and some extra folding tables, Bills fans. Uh-oh. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah, right. Kudos to the Jets, by the way. I mean, all kidding aside, you know, Salah and that team, they've done a hell of a job. You know, yeah. we had lots of people making jokes about that whole thing, keeping receipts, taking receipts. And uh, I think Salah said he, he, I don't know if he said he regretted it, but he acknowledged that he probably shouldn't have said that, but that the team loved it. Uh, but they've done a hell of a job, man. You have to give them credit for beating the Bills. I mean, that's a, we're talking about the Vikings and like quality wins. You beat the Bills, that's a quality win. 
Yes, a huge win. You know, particularly when the Bills were up 14-3 to after yeah. Josh Allen had that 36-yard touchdown run. You know, I mean, you're going, all right, yeah, they're going to – because I think they were double-digit favorites. And you're like, yeah, sweet, looking good, man. Uh, but the Jets had that real gutsy fourth-and-one fake punt. Yeah. Gutsy. They got they got the assist from the sky cam breaking during the game. No, I'm just kidding about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Sauce Gardner just being a stud. Man, yeah. did, did they get that pick right? I still <clears throat> find it interesting that I swear, man, Sauce Gardner gets away with stuff that like a, a vet would get away with. You know what I mean? I'm surprised that they let that rook play as tough on people as they let him go. I mean, but you gotta make the official call it. I know. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And then, quite frankly, I mean, the Jets were just running over them at the end of that game. Yeah, that was wild to watch. That was I mean, wild to watch. I mean, if you think about it, the Bills were up fourteen to three, and the Jets outscore them seventeen to three the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's a hell of an effort. I mean, and they're. Just a half game out of first in the AFC East. Yeah, and the Six Jets and, and, and the Jets have beaten Miami and Buffalo. They're a half game behind Buffalo in the AFC East. That's it. Yeah, they intercepted Allen twice. They sat them five times. He was held held without a touchdown pass for the first time since Week 17 of last season. And what's weird to think is that the Bills are 0 and 2 against division opponents. Yeah, they lost to Miami. Yeah, That's the other loss. That's funky, right? Uh, side note. In situations that are standard pressure, standard pass rush, and I thought this was fascinating. I think it, I think this was a, a stat from SVP. But when utilizing standard pressure in a standard pass rush, the Jets lead the NFL in sacks with 25, interceptions with 11, and yards given up per play 4.6. And when you can when you can produce like that without having to blitz and do anything crazy, you're doing a damn good job. So Robert Sala, what was he before this? DC and San Francisco. And they went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they held Patrick Mahomes for the most part in check. For the most part. The I most know the fourth quarter he took off. But Sala, we all said at the time, was a good hire. And I think in year two, you're starting to see that culture really start to change. Well, I'm not sold on Wilson. He's He's – had moments where he's looked like he's progressed and he has moments where you're like, what are you doing, bro? But there's clearly the a said too. I know there's clearly a solid foundation and they absolutely got sauce garden, right? Yes. And did. it's a shame about Brees hall, but <sighs> that was a prudent trade for Robinson. He got his first touchdown with the jets. I think this past week against Buffalo, Michael Carter got a touchdown. I mean, you can see upside and that team plays. And yeah. they respond to Salah. I mean, that's that was a good hire, and they're building in the right direction. Now, I don't know, you know, what Wilson's ceiling is outside of being a milf missile, but <laughs> the thing is, if you, <laughs> it's a milf missile, right? <laughs> hide your wife, <laughs> hide your moms, hide hide your kids, hide your milfs. It's Zach Wilson coming to town. A um, milf missile! The, oh my god! Yeah, the milf missile—that's amazing. You got to beware the milf missile, Zach Wilson. The milf missile. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
All I'm saying is, Tom. Oh keep, my God, dude! Keep an eye on Giselle. I know she bought the house right across the street. If Zach Wilson shows up, man, you're in trouble. <laughs> no, he's but. already getting a divorce. He don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, you say that. You say that until it depends on who's splitting the uprights and getting in the end zone. You know, you might that's take some umbers with a couple of things, a couple of moves. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's true. Just saying. But anyway, kudos to the Jets, man. That's a, that's a hell of a win. And, you know, obviously a lot of people have been very high on Buffalo, but they've eaten a couple of L's and they've had some losses where you go, all right, hold on a second. Again, we're midway through the season, man. It's not the playoffs yet. And Buffalo matching up with Kansas City is different than some of these others, other other things. But Miami's going to be a tough out. As long as Tua is upright and healthy, Miami's going to be a tough out. And the Jets, I don't know how good they are. And in-division games sometimes are strange, right, because of familiarity and other reasons. But, man, kudos to the Jets. Kudos to them for getting this done. I do hope that that they treat Allen's elbow injury, arm injury, seriously enough. And if he needs a couple of weeks, man, let Case, let, let Case Keenum just play. You have a competent backup quarterback. Uh, you have a good defense. There's enough tools there. If you have to eat an L or whatever, so be it, man. Get Josh, get Allen right for the playoff run, for the playoff push, and the Super Bowl push. That's what this season is about. That's what it's about. So I'm, I'm like looking at the playoff picture, you mm-hmm. know, it's, which is way too early, but like. I don't think it is. I, I think we're at a point we can reasonably look at it because there's a group of teams that you're like, nope, total butt suck express, BSE, right on out of here. And then you have a core group of contenders. So right? the first two wild cards are the Jets and Dolphins. Mm-hmm. The first team out of the playoffs is the Patriots at 5-4. and four. So the entire AOC East is over 500 right now. Yeah, somebody was having a debate about uh, which to – which division has more upside, the NFC East or the AFC East? And it was so laughable to me. I was cracking up. Because you would not have had that kind of conversation in the preseason, right? Nope. <laughs> no. You might have thought the AFC East, because of Buffalo, if nothing else, would be top-heavy and represent. But I don't know how much faith people had in the Jets, right? Or the Dolphins. I mean, you figure they had nice wide receivers, but a lot of Tua doubters, you know. Yeah. And then the Patriots, you figured we're going to be competitive, but who knew? But really, it's probably more of a reflection of what the NFC East, because you figure up, Giants are a dumpster fire, Washington's a dumpster fire, Philly's going to be good, and Dallas, you can't trust them, right? Right. So I'm still not a big believer that you can totally trust Dallas, but good defense, good run game. I probably use Pollard a little bit more, but that's me. I still don't trust Mike McCarthy. Well, live through I mean, that one in Green Bay, but defense and run game travels. Yeah, but now, but uh, McCarthy, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but Micah Parsons is a beast, dude. Mm-hmm. Absolute was, beast. Yeah. Speaking of beasts, Joe Mixon, woo wee, woo wee, dude. Five touchdowns, bro. And I, the final score doesn't tell you how much of an ass whooping that game was. Because you go, all right, 42-21, yeah, they beat, up, they beat him up, but dude, oh my God. At one point, that was 35 to Donut. I mean, <laughs> Mixon, Mixon was a stud, bro. You want to you hear something brutal? Yeah, sure. 
one of my fantasy leagues, mm-hmm. guy had Mixon and the New England defense against me this week. Oh God, you didn't. I had no you shot. didn't somehow <laughs> win, did you? No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a tough combo. That, that was a slaughter. Yeah, those two players alone won a lot of games for people. Yeah, for sure. Mixon is the sixth player in the Super Bowl era to have 200-plus scrimmage yards and five touchdowns in one game. How many? He's the sixth. Sixth. Mm-hmm. All right, so I know Clinton Portis had one. Man, good job. Clinton Portis did it in 2003. Yep, because he won me a fantasy either championship or playoff game with that one. Mm-hmm. I want to say LT. No. Priest Holmes? No. Right team, wrong running back. Larry Johnson. Nope. Shit. Uh, Lewis. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who am I forgetting? Chiefs, Jamal Charles. Oh, Jamal Charles. Yeah, 2013, okay. Jamal Charles. Yep. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you a team. Seahawks. Sean Alexander. Yep, 2002. And there's, there's two others on here, and one of them I can't believe you haven't mentioned. Edger and James? Right team, wrong player. Oh, shit. Uh, Active. Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. Oh, that's right. That's right. Way to to blow, bro. Yeah. (laughs) It is a dumpster fire. (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, the best wide receiver of all time. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, 1990. So, yeah, 35 to donut halftime lead. Ass whooping. P.J. Walker had nine passing yards and two picks in the first half. Holy cow. Woo. God, with numbers like that, it could be starting for the Colts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the interim coach may have been fired at halftime if that had happened. I don't know. Uh, that's pretty funny. Damn. Oh I mean, it, hey, just look on the bright side. If Ballard gets fired this week, I might be able to get a job. Hey. I'm not with the organization, so you never yeah. know. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> Saturday wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. He was a consultant. Consultant. Yeah. Sorry. Consultant. Get it right. I can consult as well. Yeah, get it right. Get it right, bro. Draft Depot, mofo. <laughs> that song sounds way too happy for this bullshit that the Colts are doing, though. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> like for real, man. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it. Can't, can't do it. Can't can't do it. That's funny. Um, I will say uh kudos to the Titans for making a game out of that. But God bless uh Malik Willis. What did he have? Five completions and number to wide receivers? Holy cow, dude. Oh <laughs> yeah. that's rough. Um don't be uh sending Tanny Hill to the bench quite yet. No, no, Willis isn't ready. Willis no, isn't he's, ready. He's just not ready. No, he's he's not ready. Obviously, he's got some fascinating tools, but not ready for prime time. No, no. Uh, and I, but I, I'm just saying, I'll, I'll give some respect to the Titans, and they had opportunities in that game, man. And yes, keep did. in mind that you know the Chiefs went up nine bagel, and the Titans grinded their way back into that. Kudos to Derrick Henry, by the way. Getting his, uh, I think, 74th touchdown past Earl Campbell for the most in Titans or Oilers franchise history. I will say watching that game, though, 
there was a point late late in that game, and it felt like you were just like, can the Titans hang on to this? Can the Titans hang on to this? Oh, my God, dude. And Mahomes in the fourth quarter scrambling to pick up that first down on third and 17 was totally ridiculous. Mm. Totally ridiculous. And then he converted on a third and nine, and he ended up taking it into the end zone to make it 17 to 15. And whether it's fair or not, to have to basically have three cracks at the two-point conversion, that's tough. And, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're like, hell yeah, those penalties were great. But as a neutral observer, did you feel like they were going to flag that until the Chiefs got, got that conversion? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's fair, but there's a part of me that was like, come on, man. Come, I mean, like, come on, Kelsey, dude. Kelsey rips off a dude's helmet <laughs> and the foul is on Tennessee. <laughs> You're like, mm, I don't know about this, man. Are you sure about that? So, I, I'm not saying that's what happened, but there, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the quick reacts in the moment, people were like, seriously? Oh my god! Uh, but they got the two point conversion. Third time was a charm, and uh, they ended up getting, of course, a field goal in uh, overtime to go up twenty to seventeen. And and just Willis had no shot, man. They they were just all over that dude. Like, oh, and- they, they were all they were all over. Him. By the time it was fourth and twenty six. This is not the Philadelphia Eagles. Or was that 4th and 28? No, it's 4th and 26. Freddie Mitchell is not walking on that field. Fred X isn't rolling out there with his alligator mitts ready to deliver, man. It's Spags, dude. Spags wasn't going (laughs) to let off, dude. Uh He's like, he smelled blood. So Mm. he's he's sending them every chance he gets. They brought it. So that that was a good comeback. That was a good comeback win for the Chiefs. And for the officials. And for the officials. But you know the the Titans, <laughs> how I don't know what their ceiling is. Uh, they clearly need Tannehill on field. I still can't believe they didn't hold on to AJ Brown. But whatever, that's uh, done now. Dumbest moves ever. Uh, brilliant move good, by the good Eagles. Good for Philly. Yeah, great yeah. for Philly. Bad for Tennessee. But I mean, if I'm AJ Brown, I'm ha- I'm way happier to be in Philadelphia than I am. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like realistically. But they're gonna be a tough out, dude. Vrabel has that team play hard, man. They he really does. They they do a bang up job, but they just they're they're just too limited on offense, man. But yeah. watch them find a way to stick somebody before the season's done. If they get in the playoffs, watch them find, watch them beat somebody, and you're like, what the hell, damn Titans? <laughs> That's right? what they're gonna do. It's gonna be crazy. A side note: um, we talked about the uh, about the Vikings earlier. I didn't realize, or I I'm not playing fantasy football this year, so there's certain things I'm not paying a ton of attention to. Uh, fantasy stats being one of them, which is weird because it's the first time I haven't, well, when we've had active leagues, we had a pandemic year where nobody played different, but it's weird to not play because there's certain things that I normally would be much more on top of statistically, and I'm just not. So I thought it was crazy that in the first quarter of that game, Cousins hit Justin Jefferson for his first touchdown since week one. And I was like, what? Wow. How is that? Is that is that right? That's crazy to me. Oh shit. Didn't Justin Jefferson like two or three in the first week? Yeah. Yeah. He had a shit. big old touchdown party early on. So which is pretty wild. You know, and, and then Washington, you know, whether it's fair or not, and I, I know they, they choked out the end of that game. They did get away in the third quarter when Heineke threw up a wounded duck that maybe oh. only Danny Werfel could be proud of. <laughs> 
to to Samuels in triple coverage. I mean, the ref took out one of the Vikings defenders. <laughs> it was completely ridiculous. And he 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 brings in the ball. No one touches him. Then he rolls into the end zone. Man, it was a totally bananas play to for Washington to go up ten seven. So they got away with one. Uh, and they just couldn't overcome that atrocious, atrocious Heineke interception late. Uh, they also had a um, a pick six wiped off the books due to uh, defensive PI and uh, St. Juice out there thinking he sauce Gardner with all that contact. <laughs> not happening, bro. <laughs> you are not sauce Gardner. It was not there, man. But it, it it's tough, man. It's tough. So kudos to the Vikings for getting that win and. Kirk Cousins doing the old you like that thing in the locker room, getting all shirtless and iced up with chains on the plane. I don't know about snakes on the plane, but there were chains on the plane with Kirk Cousins. So he had, he had a good time, man. So I'm sure he took a great deal of satisfaction out of rolling to D.C. and getting that dub. But oh, yeah. Minnesota's a weird team. I, I think Minnesota is solid. And sometimes you just find ways to win. I still really think they're on the plus side of that Hawkinson trade with the, I still can't believe the Lions traded him, but whatever. I just think the next month is going to tell us a lot about Minnesota. I'm, I'm not ready to trust them. I think they're competitive. Good. I just, I'm not confident. They're like an alpha, you know, of the season. I, I don't believe it yet. You got to get some dubs against some better teams, man. Yeah. You know, I'm not well, saying, they- I'm not saying Washington's the little sisters of the poor, but Mm-mm. Well, like you said, the, the next few weeks are going to kind of tell the story. But, yeah, I mean, good Lord, if Green Bay keeps losing to Detroit and Detroit keeps oh, losing and Chicago can't figure out to run fields, well, I mean, it, it, it may not matter. It feels like Chicago has turned a corner in season, and that's another team that – and they were pretty competitive with Dallas. They had a couple of mistakes there, but they gave Dallas a good run. And the Lions aren't going to go anywhere. You forget about it. The Packers, they they tease you like they're they're going to turn it around and figure it out, and they just don't. And at some point, you just have to accept the operating reality, which is the Packers aren't good. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I've ever, I can't recall watching a game with Rodgers. And I, again, I, I know his thumb is an issue, but underthrows missing balls, wide receivers running. Uh-oh. I mean, clearly at the end of that game, there was a miscommunication with Sammy Watkins. Uh, and, and my best guess is, is I'm, I'm going to say Watkins ran the wrong route. <laughs> I'm going to go out on the limb because uh, Rodgers threw it <laughs> like he's supposed to break to the outside of the end zone, uh, not the inside. But yeah, maybe it was Rodgers' fault. Who, kn- who knows? Only only Lafleur. Watkins and Rodgers truly know the answer to that, right? But that was tough. But I mean, three picks, dude. And in the first quarter, it's first and goal. And his throw hits a, a Lions defender in a helmet gets picked off. Lazard then had a, you know, later on, Lazard had a big game, set up another goal line opportunity. And they got, couldn't get it, punch it in there. Fourth and goal, 0 0, didn't kick a field goal. But you have that play with Rodgers throwing it to Bakhtiari. Now, look, I didn't. I was not a fan of the play call, but Bakhtiari was open. He was open. If Rodgers could have actually put enough on the ball to get it there, and Bakhtiari could have held on to it, I mean, who knows? Uh, it, it would have been a touchdown. But, no, you know, 
The throw was short. Know, gets picked off by the Lions. That was, you know, two red zone picks for Rodgers. That's the first time in his career. That's not a thing he usually does. Yeah, fine. The one that goes off the helmet is fluky, but still. Just, I don't know, man. At some point, you just you have to look in the mirror. And it's just not, they're just not a good team. And, no, you know, the balls are, those things are not breaking their way. And Shannon, you are correct, sir. You said balls. Sure did. The balls and the bounces are not going their way. No. It's just not. You know, it, the the margin of error in the NFL is, is small. You know, and if it's a timing issue or a throw or whatever is a little off, I mean, it's just a crap team like the Lions can – they can get you. They I mean, they've you. been other than the Patriots game. I think they've been competitive every game this yeah. season. Yeah, and I don't know, man. You know me. Like, if it's fourth and goal and it's a tie game, take the points and get the lead. Just, just kick the field goal. But when it's zero zero, just get the first points on the board, y'all. Come yeah, on, man. Just, just get something on. The no, board. I mean the Lions were giving up like what, like thirty-two points a game, and they only give up yeah. nine. Come on. And, uh, and look, I get it. You're 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 up against it. If you're Green Bay, you have higher expectations of yourself. But do the little things, like yeah. get a lead, force them to have to come back. You've already thrown one red zone interception. Like get the get points. Point, get the points. And look, it, if if they, I don't care what the analytics. Like someone today was talking about analytics are mm. killing their sport. Like, I don't disagree. Like, sometimes you have to just, yeah, the analytics say we should go for two. Well, maybe let's use a little common sense. Analytics are part of the equation, but they're not the whole equation. Correct. Right? Because there's that feel of the moment. And that's what I think separates out the good to the very good to the great. The great might use some data from the analytics, but they have a feel. And they can appreciate momentum. Yeah. Right? And that's different. That's different than just crunching numbers and going. Like, if you're I, up three to nothing and you have fourth and go, and you're like, all right, we got the lead. Maybe let, let's just try. Well, or if you're up, I mean, yeah, six, look, yeah. Here's the reality Had they kicked the field goal, right, and just done the extra point, they could have won that game with a field goal. Mm hmm. You know, I mean, it just changes the complexity of it. And they've had so many issues scoring. To me, it's like, take the points, dude. Just yep. get the bagel off the board, bro. It's it's fine. So, not a fan of that. And obviously, just fluky stuff. Um, you know, late in that game, uh, Rodgers hit Toure on a fourth and two. Toure goes down to the ground, gets up, gets stripped. The Lions can't, can't recover it. Dude goes out of bounds trying to bring the ball in. And then shortly after that, you know, you have that funky play where Rodgers can't deliver. Uh, Lions broke it up on third down, and then some kind of miscommunication or an incorrect route from Watkins on fourth down, and the ball just hits the dirt in the end zone. It's just fitting for what this shitbag year is. Uh, first five-game losing streak for Rodgers since his rookie year in 08. Damn. Yeah. And it is the worst five-game offensive stretch of Rodgers' career. Not good. No. Not good, man. I mean, like reading the recap of the game on on ESPN, like the the main meat of the recap was were some random ass dudes, Shane and Brandon Zilstra, 
And look, and I don't mean to disrespect them, man. Kudos to those guys for making it to the league and playing. All that stuff's awesome as hell. I'm just saying it's weird to read a recap, and the highlight of the recap, right, is talking about two brothers elevated from the practice squad this week and playing together for the first time. That was like there's a lot of con- a lot of chunk of the in game review. Like I was like, what? That's a that's a bad sign. That's yeah. Also a bad <laughs> sign, by the way, would be your uh, quarterback and your wide receiver yelling at each other shortly after the quarterback and the head coach were yelling at each other on the sideline. By the time you got people going like, what are you looking at, bro? You know, you know, you have an issue. Seahawks, Seahawks 31 Cardinals 21 Cardinals are a dumpster fire, man. And Hopkins D hop bro. Hell of a player. I, if, if I'm Hopkins, I want out of there, man. Mm-hmm. Let, let Kyler Murray play some call of duty or whatever, whatever. Screw it. Get me out of there. Look, if he's not putting that four hours in a week, I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. It's like, what, a a, a dollar, a, you know, 80 cents a day you can donate for a cup of coffee or something. And, you know, 45 minutes a day of study time looking at some film. Bro, you can do it. Yeah, I mean, you just got this contract extension. Like. Yeah. Oh, doesn't it feel like they're going to regret that? Doesn't it feel oh, like? Dude, doesn't it feel like? Me? Doesn't it feel like Kingsbury is going to get Das Boot oh, and dude, Hopkins is going to be out of there? Ready, regret. And that it's going to be the Kyler Murray shit show in in Arizona. It already oh. is. Oh my god, dude. And I look, the Cardinals did make it interesting. They closed the twenty four to twenty one with a touchdown, but you know the Seahawks just put them to bed. So. I, I gotta tell you, man. Pete Carroll must is a much better coach than I think we ever gave him credit for. I mean, he's got Geno Smith, like not just like relevant, but like he's not back up in fantasy. Like he's actually pretty darn good this year. Yes, he's having a great year. He's having a really great good year. year. Don't you think uh, Geno Smith's going to be in the mix for comeback player of the year? Uh, if he I mean, doesn't he's win not, it, he's not going to get MVP. That's not happening. But comeback player of the year comeback for sure right i mean but uh, unless i go to say come on barkley but still the 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 crazy part is Mm -hmm. is if he keeps playing this way he may make top five he might he might Might. if he keeps playing this way no guarantees because murray dude i gotta tell you man murray murray may win rookie of the year that kid's balling you mean walker I'm sorry, Walker. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, I meant Walker. Well, with, with Brees Hall going out, yeah. Well, I mean, Walker is really, the past couple of weeks has really delivered, that man. That kid's balling. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's funny. I was thinking of the, of the Oklahoma teammate, Kenneth Murray, yeah. running back. That's all good. And I knew exactly who you were talking about. No, just kidding. I think it's wild that somehow, some way, and number one, I think you're right. I, th- I think people may have over criticized Pete Carroll for what was going on with a lack of context and understanding the strain that they clearly have with Russell Wilson. And look, I man, let me tell you what, if Tom Brady can wear a, a wrist thing with some plays on it, so can you mm-hmm. Russ. I'm just mm-hmm. saying if it, if it helps facilitate quicker coach quarterback communication, wear the damn thing. Mm-hmm. So what? Why are you worried about it, dude? Wear it. 
We don't need you and Pete Carroll with passive-aggressive arguments in the media. It's obnoxious. Go do some high knees somewhere, get your wrist playbook on, and call it a day. Jeez. Dude, I'm telling you, if I was a teammate on that flight, I would have punched that dude. There was some there were some people that were speculating he's just trolling everybody saying that stuff. I don't know if that's true, but it does feel like Russell Wilson is, is a troll artist. I will say uh, that. Troll, diva, whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh. And I know we we talked about the Minnesota Vikings schedule, but bro, you know who has a sweet schedule coming up? Who? Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Next seven, uh, the next seven teams they face are under 500. So I, I believe by rankings, they have the easiest schedule for the remainder of the season. I believe they're first in their uh, division. So if that's the case, I mean. Mm, they're in a good spot, bro. Really good spot. They're, they're in a good spot. I mean, it's a solid win. I mean, I thought they would beat the Saints, but no Mark Andrews. You, you have to worry about them a little bit with no Andrews. But. Yeah, I mean, they're up by one on the Bengals. And uh, if they got a soft schedule coming up, then absolutely they got a really good chance to win that division. Yeah. And, and the, as I scroll, I see the culture's at least second in the AFC South, which is ridiculous. That is pitiful. <laughs> Look, the opportunity's still there, man. Go ahead and get Matt Ryan back in there Saturday. That's fine. Fuck that injury guarantee, man. Just go ball. <laughs> Seriously, or put Nick Foles in for God's sake. Yeah, seriously, that's the one. That, that's the one thing that's like it, it's so hard to understand why, if nothing else, why Foles doesn't play in. It's just weird to me. Ah, side note, might need to get myself another bag of trail mix uh, for the next game we're going to talk about because pre-podcast, I was fumbling, I was fumbling raisins and like cashews and whatever, uh, very much in the mold of the Chargers and the Falcons. I mean, it was absolutely it was mayhem. Stuff is going all over the place. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. It's not very often, man. Chargers going to charge her like hell, aren't they? Bro. God, I mean, God bless, dude. My that, Falcons going to Falcon. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that play where Barriota hit Drake London near the five and Cleo Mack just damn stole the ball from that dude. That was ridiculous. Um, th- that was an incredible defensive play by Cleo yes. Mack. Ridiculous. Uh, of course, then the Chargers had a tip drill interception, gave it right back to him. But late in the game, when it's 17 to 17, and Eckler fumbles the damn thing, the Falcons pick it up, and I think it's Graham, but the dude's just running down the field. And it, it like, he doesn't even get hit. It just, it just pops on out of there, man. It's like, what? It's ridiculous. So he butterballs it, and the Chargers recover. I mean, come on, dude. Look, you got, you got balls going all over the place, and you have Dicker the kicker coming in to finish this bad boy off. I mean, seriously? You said balls. Come on, man. Hey, where are the white women at? With with <laughs> with Dicker to kicker, baby. <laughs> oh. Hanging with Kirk Thuggins. Yeah, hey, Kirk Thuggins and Dicker the kicker. Yeah, Kirk Kirk D Thuggins. <laughs> Sounds like a bad stuffed animal, doesn't it? Like a squishmallow. Or a really shitty garbage pail kid. Who was that? That's, that's, that's Kirk D. Thuggins over there. Kirk D. Thuggins. Yeah. Iced, iced out garbage pail kid, man. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! 
<laughs> Kirk D. Thuggins, baby. That's right. They drafted who? <laughs> who the fuck is this? This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> Best draft rack video that's ever been made. Oh. Ever. Ever. Oh, 100%. Bill O'Reilly and that fan, dude. I can't breathe right now. I know. It's, it's great. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. That's right. Inconceivable. Damn straight. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Chargers, Falcons. Dude, they shooting some brown down the tank, bro. Yeah, this is true. This is true. At least the Chargers give you some upside. Um, the Raiders, by the way, good God, man. They get shut out by the saints and they open this game up with Jacksonville and you're like, all right, y'all. All right. That's pretty good, man. It's uh 17 to nothing. Devonte Adams is up. Excuse me. Out there rolling first half. The dude had nine receptions, 146 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. Like, all right, cool, man. <clears throat> 20 to 10 at the half. And the Raiders blow it. Like, what are you doing? Un- Raiders going to Raider. Unbelievable, dude. I I just what a what a per- perplexing team. What a perplexing team. Oh, jeez. Raiders fans, y'all got to be extra miserable. <laughs> they stole the loss from the jaws of victory. You know, here's the thing: the Raiders have taken the you know, they've taken the betting lessons from DStat, and they just bet the first half. Right? It's come on, man. I'm just saying, man. You don't you don't so, mess you don't mess with the second half, bro. So what was mm-hmm. the deal? Like I heard a tease this week that TMZ was gonna release a video of some offensive Raiders players, but I'd never heard anything come of it. <laughs> like I'm assuming there's probably some drug use going on, but I haven't seen that, so I'm not sure. I, I guess what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Mm. Um, look it up real quick you should you should but just I, it, matt joseph teased it but nothing ever came of it the raiders are just a dumpster fire <laughs> i don't see how with them underperforming the way that they have again at this point in the season you, you might eat games early in the year but it's just you're looking at mcdaniels and you're like how is he gonna hold on to this job how Mm-mm. I mean, this dude Mm-mm. kills it year after year in New England as offense coordinator. We've said it before. Sometimes some guys people, are just better coordinators some than pe- they are yeah, head coaches. Some people are coordinators, dude. They're not head coaches. North <laughs> Turner, good coordinator. Not a good head coach. Not a bad guy. Not a good head coach. Yep. Mm-mm. 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 And I guess we need to raise a glass to... Uh, and I will say this Bucks Rams game, I actually stopped watching after Scotty Miller dropped that surefire touchdown. Bruh. Right? Like late in that game, I was like, come on, dude. All right. This this game is over. Once that possession was done, the Rams got it back on. Like, this game is over. So I stopped paying attention to it. And so I missed their comeback. And I was like, wait a second, what's going on? So I had to rewind and watch the I was just like, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Obviously, kudos to Tom Brady, the first NFL player to reach 100,000 passing yards. It is regular season and, and the playoffs combined, but so what? 
100,000 yards is obscene. It's, is, it is obscene. That's obscene. But, you know, more importantly, I mean, like, you watch his reaction on the sideline. Like, mm. that, that, that win with all the shit that's been going on really meant something. Yeah. You know that that you know normally it's kind of like the yeah 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 I got this, but you could tell like he squeezed Byron Leftwich pretty a little extra hard there because he was just like, you know that 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 one really meant something to him to, because you know that's why I was out there I, dropping this is effing awesome in the in the post game presser. Yeah, yeah, I mean good for him. Yeah. Like no, that felt like vintage. And I know the Bucks offense has been fairly ugly. For sure. Right. But that was like. That was vintage Brady. Yeah. I mean, that was a pretty wild scenario. I mean, 44 seconds left. Five of six for 60 yards on that game-winning drive. 55th game-winning drive of his career. Passing Peyton Manning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, Uh, ridiculous. Out of curiosity, um. I know we've joked around in years past about players that go down or slide in certain scenarios. It's a little hindsight, but Cooper Cup sliding instead of potentially getting knocked out of bounds. Was that one where they overthought it? Probably. I would think so. All the Rams needed was a first down, dude. That's it. Although you'd like to believe they could pick up a third and five, but they couldn't. A third and five with Cooper Cup? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Cooper Cup did that slide. It was a second and ten, and he slid. Set up that third and five, and then, you know, you got Jan- Ramsey obviously being a little salty in the post game, which I would be too. You're like, come on, dude. Can you just pick up a first down? Just one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> salt, I mean. Salt this game away, would you? Mm. You can't blame them because they didn't even give up 20 points to Tampa. I mean, no. it's. No. They just needed a, a little bit more. The Rams, by the way, are the eighth defending Super Bowl champ to be underneath or under 500 after eight games. They're not the only ones. People tend to forget that post-Super Bowl hangover is a real deal. Yeah. You know, real deal. So, but no, it was good to see, it was good to see Brady have that wild comeback. And dude, Sean McVay owned a lot of it, but dude, the Rams are just sucking bags of ass, man. Just sucking bags of ass. I think they got their Super Bowl, and I think they're resting on their laurels. Von Miller had the right idea to get the hell out of there, and if I'm OBJ, I'm not going back there. Nah. Ain't no way. I don't know where OBJ is going. It's not back to L.A., particularly if they're going to try to pay him in some crypto since he already ate his ass on (laughs) crypto for this past season. It it really depends (laughs) on when he sold it, but obviously there's there's been a lot of articles the past couple days talking about it. Because uh, he opted to take his 2021 contract in Bitcoin uh, after signing with the Rams for $750,000. So at some point, a Bitcoin was worth well over 60000 bucks. Not today. So nope. this one tweet from uh, Darren Ravel said, If Odell Beckham Jr. is still holding on to the Bitcoin he converted his entire 2021 salary into, he's now in the negative. Oh my right. God. So at the time, Bitcoin was worth sixty-four. Let's just say sixty-four thousand bucks. He was taxed on seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is fifty percent. By the time you factor in your federal and your California stuff, so today Bitcoin's worth sixteen three thirty-one, making that seven hundred fifty thousand dollar deal 
really 190,000 bucks. So, according to Ravel, if Beckham if Beckham still has that Bitcoin, his 2021 season which ended in the Super Bowl title cost him $187,000. That's crazy. That's crazy. I wouldn't resign with them. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Would not do it. Oh, by the way, kudos to Jake Matthews. Made it back to Atlanta for the birth of his son and then made it back to Charlotte in time for the Panthers game on Thursday Night Football. I, it, honestly, you should have just stayed in the hospital with, you, with, you, <laughs> with the new ba- newborn, bro. <laughs> you should have. Him and his wife, man. Congrats to them. His wife, Maggie. Thursday Night Football, just don't uh-huh. even bother. No. No, Amazon Prime didn't. I tried to watch it on my... You know, on the mobile app, and it never loaded up. I took that as the hint that it's not worth watching at all. Too good of a customer. We can't subject. Can't you to do this. it. Can't do it, man. This is a <laughs> terrible game. We're not. We're not even going to show you that you can watch this game. That's essentially what it was. It was. It was so weird. I tried multiple times. I was like, "What the hell, man? It's just Amazon Prime Play. What the? What the hell? No deal. No dice. No deal. Nope. No dice." Kudos to the Dolphins for holding on for the win, but I, I really think when you look at that Dolphins-Bears game, I, I, you just have to give the development over the past couple of weeks of fields and what they're doing on offense. You know, we talked about this earlier, and obviously a lot of people did, which is leverage Justin Fields' strengths and let him grow into it, and it feels like they're leveraging his strengths right now. Uh, I, I, I don't have a ton of faith that the Bears are going to do a whole bunch. However you want to answer certain questions and you want to give fields growth opportunities, right? He's got a nice arm. He makes some nice throws and he definitely can haul some ass. You know, I mean, he had 178 rushing yards. It's the most by a quarterback in the regular season in the Super Bowl era. I mean, that's ridiculous. 178. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I understand. He got like 60 some on one run, man. I, I get that. But still, it's still, still, that's a lot ridiculous. That that's you know that's that's more than Michael Vick. So yeah, it's wild. Uh, the Bears have scored ninety four points over the past three weeks, and they they came in leading the NFL in rushing. So they joined the nineteen seventy six Steelers as the only teams in the Super Bowl era to run for at least two hundred twenty five yards in four straight games. Wow! Well, you can run like that. You're gonna win some games. Yes, sir. They may not be pretty, but so what? So what? So, anywho, any any other kind of NFL NFL thoughts as we wrap up some stuff? Dude, it's been a week. I mean, I, I was trying to wrap my head around all this cult stuff and mm-hmm. Jeff Saturday and you know, dumpster it, fire. It's, it's okay. a dumpster fire. It like you know, as a Colts fan, I've been spoiled over the last couple of decades and this week you just tried to figure out like what what's what's the end game here and i i don't know is, is there a quarterback that you go you know what if they're gonna suck and they're gonna tank this is who i really want to see him take well you know i thought about that today and the big three is bryce young from bama cj stroud from ohio state and levis from kentucky and of the three, I think the most intriguing for me personally is Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. 
just because Alabama quarterbacks, I feel, have been more polished. Yeah, but you're going to get skewed by recency bias. Hurts, Mac Jones, and Tua, right? Which really is an incredible – I mean, that's a comment, good job. That's three guys in the NFL. Yeah, and but, look, I've been watching – I've watched Levis enough that if he has the right coaches – like Josh Allen had in Buffalo. Are you saying those coaches are not currently in Indianapolis? I am definitely saying that. Hey, look, they can always recruit Dan Orlovsky up there. He was game. You know, I like Dan, by the way. I actually really enjoy listening to him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's actually a really pleasant listen. Maybe he can share some of his wisdom. I'm not, look, I don't know. I mean, he, he sounds fantastic on the broadcast. Uh, yeah, he made one bonehead move that everyone remembers him for now. <laughs> hey, but at least they remember him. True story. I'm going to bright uh, They need to get the head coach right, and they need to, if they're going to draft a quarterback, if they're going to be top whatever and get one of these three or four or five quarterbacks that are supposedly going in the first round in this draft, Mm -hmm. then they need to make the decision to be all in. Don't pull, you know, if you're going to draft a first round quarterback, you need to give them four or five years, just like the Buffalo bills did with Josh Allen. That, that should be every team's dedication from here on out. Because, I mean, look, we watched Josh Allen in his first two years just stink up the joint. Year three, you could see some growth before, bruh. Kid took off this year, just looks amazing. But I think that needs to kind of be the measuring stick from here on out for teams. If you're going to draft a quarterback that high, have patience and be all in. And teach them the ways of the force. <laughs> there is no try. Either do or do not. Or the Schwartz. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> and I'm not talking Jim Schwartz. No. He's defense. Oh, wow. A pro football talk had a tweet that says, Jeff Saturday is the first NFL head coach with no college or pro coaching experience since Norm Van Brocklin went from 1960 NFL MVP with the Eagles to coach of the Vikings in 1961. Huh. A rare treat. Good luck with that, McGuffin. It's an interim process. Whatever. Trust the process, bro. Trust the process, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Saturday's a mole trying to figure out what's going on inside the organization. I, yeah. you know. But yeah, NFL-wise, dude, like... <clears throat> It's been a week. It's been a week. It's just been a week. It's dude. been a week. All right. Well, let's uh, we'll raise a glass real quick. Uh, unexpectedly, I suppose, because well, no, really expectedly, because I think we all picked the Astros to win, uh, yeah. and we surprisingly had some people rooting for the Phillies to win, right? <laughs> but that's a true story. They they did a hell of a job, man. They did a hell of a job. I loved. Uh, <laughs> I loved all the gloss that Dusty Baker got. Good on him. And he's talked about that he'll be back next year. I thought I saw that Verlander opted out of his final 
uh, the final year of his contract. Uh, but I thought it was a hoot, given all the stuff that had happened with Brady and Giselle, that you know they kind of had the post game with Verlander and and uh, Kate Upton was out there just kind of dropping a whole bunch of love on her on her on her dude. So good on that man. Uh, good on him. Good on that. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about the, his art and his craft. I'm watching my husband do it. I'm a He's pitching. It's truly so creative. It's such an art, and we are so honored. All right, all right. (laughs) I thought he's like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. (laughs) I thought that was great. She may have had a couple cocktails. (laughs) She, she, she was. uh, Yes, she had some. uh, She had some mom pops somewhere along the line. Some (laughs) mom wine. By the way, one of the. uh, I think most of the or most of the uh, headlines have gone to Mattress Mac, deservedly so. Right, winning seventy five million off of that. That's a yeah. hell of a that's a hell of a payout. All right. Uh he did spread his bets across multiple sports books, but still seventy five million? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But I love one of these bets and you know, it always reminds me why I don't put any money on sports. I just I just don't do it. But for the people that do something random and hit on it, man, it's gotta feel some kind of fantastic. So Bet MGM tweeted out an MLB futures bet that was placed in April of 2022. It was a $50 bet. It was for the an exact outcome in the World Series, then the exact outcome being the Houston Astros defeating the Philadelphia Phillies. Again, a $50 bet made in April of 2022. You want to know what the payout was? How much? $125,000. Come on, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. I just wanted to know how that person got a time machine. <laughs> I don't know. That's fantastic. I was, I was really hoping for a game seven. So that that was probably my biggest disappointment with the whole thing. Although I told one of my coworkers when I saw her on on uh, Wednesday, which was our we had a short week this week. Uh, I was like, oh, I was thinking we were gonna have cheesesteaks for lunch today we'll be talking about the Phillies because she's a big Phillies fan and so I've been having fun egging her on about it but I I totally thought we were going to be cheesesteaking it up man it it, it would be good we had an opportunity all kidding aside I really wanted to see a game seven so disappointed in that but good job by the Astros I hope Dusty Baker enjoys that gigantic you know pile of rocks that will be on his hands before much longer I'm sure they'll have a very sweet World Series ring Obviously, a lot of the conversation about, oh, you know, good. It's not as tainted. They didn't cheat. A lot of the blah. It, it was a big deal to win this one, in part for Dusty, but in part as some kind of validation for the organization and how well they develop players and to get away from kind of the stink of uh, of the cheating scandal. So good on them for that. Uh, pitchers obviously did quite well to close that series out. Uh, some missed opportunities for Philadelphia. Missed opportunities. Uh, Shannon, out of curiosity, do you think they should have... Uh, did they pull Zach Wheeler too quickly in that game, game six? Um, well, probably, because I'm going to guess the analytics set too. And, <laughs> you know, the whole trust your gut. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like... 
anymore like the Houston combined no hitter. Yes, props to them, but wouldn't you like to see the starter go a little bit longer? Like, little. like, come on, man! Like, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like, a little bit. Grow, grow some balls. Like, grow, grow a pair, y'all. Damn right. Leroy Jenkins got balls. You said balls. Running in there, killing everybody in this party. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) It's still real to me, damn it. Damn right. Is that is that Kyrie crying over his endorsement deals being lost? <laughs> well, he can get some uh, non Yeezy Adidas like lit down the road. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Womp 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 womp. But yeah, I mean it was a it was a one nothing Phillies lead and and the six six and then Rob Thompson pulled Zach Wheeler and then. Alvarado just gave up a monster three-run home run to Alvarez. I, I don't know, man. It, it, if your dude's rolling, live or die with him. Dude, y'all are done, man, right? It's the World like, Series. This is it. This yeah, is it. That's, that's it, man. You're scoreless, and you're taking your ace out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's that's a tough one, tough one, tough one, tough one. All right, well let's let's shift gears and start wrapping up and get out of here. Kudos to LSU for taking down Alabama, by the way, thirty-two, thirty-one. I appreciate the aggressiveness uh, with Brian Kelly going for that two-point conversion in the overtime. Uh, that's got to feel super satisfying. I have some random LSU fans in my newsfeed, a few people that I've worked with over the years. I'll, there's this one guy I always laugh because there was a point in time. I don't remember if this was the the Burrow championship year, but anyway, he made some comment about how the the LSU Tigers were good enough to beat like a couple of NFL teams. I was like, dude, uh, I was like, dude, just stop, just stop. stop. I, I said they're a phenomenal college team, and they might be able to make it interesting for a quarter, but an NFL, the worst NFL team is going to embarrass the best college team. Uh-huh. Right? It's just what it is. That's the reality. So, no, they're going to out-technique them. They're going to old man muscle them. No. There's no no deal, no dice, no dollar. Uh-uh. Probably the, the game I'm most disappointed in, and maybe in part this is reflective of the weather, I was really hoping for a better Georgia-Tennessee game. I mean, great for Georgia and fucking Stetson Bennett, dude. Holy crap, man. Good for that guy. Um, that was 21-3 to with the quickness. And the, this is another one where I think the final score doesn't tell you how much Georgia? That handled. was a whooping. I mean, Georgia. Georgia beat their ass. Georgia beat that ass. It was like twenty-seven to three or six for a while. Tennessee gets a late touchdown to make it respectable. Yeah, but for all intents and purposes, Georgia controlled that game. Mm-hmm. They did what they had to do. Mm-hmm. They had their way. I gotta tell you, man, Brock Bowers is a damn beast. That that kid, that kid's going to be a top five pick, I, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Not this draft, but the next draft. Well. So the twenty twenty four draft. Mm. Well, that just means next year he can uh, totally rake in the nil money. Right. But by the way, Atlanta, 
Mm-hmm. You drafted Kyle Pitts fourth overall last year. <laughs> Maybe try throwing that dude the ball. Throw that every, man every once in a while. You know, like once a least, quarter. Come on. At least once a quarter. Come on. Once a quarter. Maybe. At minimum. Come on. Maybe. Do it. Do it. Do Ugh. it. Do it. Also wild to me, by the way, that Notre Dame absolutely took Clemson to the woodshed. I'm not used to seeing Bro. Clemson get whooped. Clemson, by the way, outcolted the Colts. They only had 71 total yards in the first half. Woo. Woo. So LSU and Notre Dame both started off slow. People thought they were done. And, bro, they have come back with a vengeance. Well, when Notre Dame lost to Marshall, you're like, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm. But it's a much different vibe now. And, look, Clemson's not what Clemson was. I hear that. But 28 to nothing at one point? 71 total yards in the first half? That's on your your quarterback now because... I know. Mm. That's rough, bro. Mm. That's rough. DJ, I can't pronounce his last name. (laughs) I I think you're you're not going to have to worry about that if that's the kind of production. That kid will be on the bench anyway. Yeah. So, or he'll have one of those jerseys. Like, was it Virginia Tech? Like way back when something happened to their jerseys, and so they had the other team's jerseys like turned inside out, and they had to write their <laughs> names on the nameplates in Sharpie. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that oh my gosh, I'll have to look at. Oh that. my gosh, yeah, I'm trying to remember how long. Um, the guy that was a safety for the Seahawks, I think, was uh, I can't think of his name. Holy Toledo. Sharpie hit Virginia Tech. Sharper? No. Yeah, there you go. Let's see. 2007. On this day, Virginia Tech borrowed Georgia Tech's uniforms in, in the Jersey Gate game. La la la. Jersey uh-huh. Gate. The, the Yellow Jackets let the Hokies borrow some white jerseys with handwritten nameplates on the back. They marked out Georgia Tech on the front with black marker. And Georgia Tech ended up wearing gold. Uh, Cam Chancellor. Oh, yeah. Good old Cam. Yeah, dude. It, this is wild. Tyrod Taylor. Cam Chancellor. Yeah, here you go, man. Uh, you want to talk about a flashback. Can you imagine? So, <laughs> so for, here you go. I'm putting the sports through chat. I mean, that is some junk right there, bro. <laughs> that is some junk. <laughs> Glennon, Sean Glennon. (laughs) I will say I had forgotten about that. And when I saw that, I was absolutely tickled. Oh my God. Yeah. That that was their opportunity to go like total XFL back in the day, right? He hate me. (laughs) One of the linemen could have had he ate me. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh my god that'd be great dude oh yeah man click click uh, pull baby click, click pull man i saw this meme that said i always play uh jingle on the first date so she knows my pullout game is strong <laughs> I'm I'm like, that is so dumb dude that is so dumb 
Speaking of toy game not being strong, uh, congrats to Nick Cannon on his 120,000th kid. Dude. Oh, my God. How many kids? Like, does he want a TLC show? Because this is how you get a TLC show. Does he need that? He's got Mass Singer. I mean, I don't know how much more they can squeeze out of it squeeze out of it but well i mean he, he apparently has plenty more he can squeeze out of it wow i'm just saying at some point though like you like how do you do how do you juggle that like right i'm tired with two kids now granted i'm not rich and i don't have all the stuff that some these other people have but like two kids two kids is a lot of work dude it's a ton of work right? i can't imagine 12 like some a lot of them kids are going to resent his ass because he's not around. Well, it's not just the kids; it's the number of women. It's it, it's great. Like I can't wrap my head around. It. It's at well, <laughs> it's because he's too busy wrapping his head around everything. But yeah, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we we have a caller. Uh, Dirt Nowitzki has some advice for him. Oh. <laughs> Where is, where is Dirk? Oh my god! Oh! Shut it down! Let's go! Now, let's go home doesn't mean you get to go have sex. When he says shut it down, you're done. <laughs> Come on, Nick. Come on, man. I, he's too busy doing the Humpty Dance, but I mean, he probably is in the Burger King bathroom. I'm just saying. Oh, now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. Come on, bro. Twelve? Twelve. I mean, Antonio Cromarty, Phelps Rivers, Sean Kemp. I don't know if they've gotten to twelve. I think he's the leader in the clubhouse. Look, I don't know about X going to give it to you. We damn well know Nick Cannon going to give it to you. Ladies. <laughs> Ladies, just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I forgot how long the intro to that song was. Nick it Cannon. Nick Cannon gonna give it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of kids, man. Again, I just can't wrap my head around that it's just too much no good on him two, two, two and three man two and yeah. three i mean i don't know about arms wide open but there's a lot of legs wide open for nick cannon Bro. <laughs> both, and technically both for him and after him with all these kids being born oh, no. <laughs>
I just hope I just hope Nick Cannon doesn't go Clay Aiken on these kids, man. Show oh up. no! Show up there, bro. <laughs> 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 Don't be rolling out, man. You got some. You got dead. Well, we know he ain't rolling out. <laughs> well, we know he ain't rolling it up either. <laughs> you know. Bless. Anyway, I don't know. How the, I don't know how this turned into pile on Nick Cannon. He's got oh. enough. Look, Nick Cannon has enough people piling on him. Clearly. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's too much for me. That's too many women and too many babies. I, you know. No, that, that that's a whole bunch of no. Man. That's like, that's yeah. That two kids, one woman. Yeah. That, that's almost too much in itself, but. It's a lot. It, it, you know what? If he can make it work, God bless him. Good on them, but mm -mm. no. Mm -mm. But that's you know advantage if you got a lot of money. Advantage. So, but clearly, ACDC fan because he knows how to fire his gun. Yes, saying, Ooh, it's been a long time since we just randomly jumped around, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's his old school? I mean, like I know. Well, apparently they're all going to take it. So Twisted Sister is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they all took it. <laughs> they, they all took it. <laughs> when Nick Cannon comes around. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. 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 Uh. So does he have nicknames for all the kids? What happens when you have that many kids? If, what do you do if you forget a name? Just, hey, kiddo. Hey, junior. Like, what do you do? <laughs> I don't know, man. Too much, bro. I mean, I mean Nick, he all-time favorite on the sports group, bang, bang on the door, right? Like, come on now. Bang, bang on the door? Or whatever the song is. Oh. <laughs> Ariana Grande. <laughs> into the room. Yes. yes. He yes. does let them have it. Yes. Yes, they did. Whew. All right. Well. I mean, did we not watch Van Wilder? <laughs> Or the, you know, the 13th time. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Nick Cannon, 12 kids, whatever. Do I look like I give a fuck? Dilly Gap. <laughs> <laughs> he gives lots of them. <laughs> oh, yes, Nick. yes, Nick, you uh, do. Yes, yeah. Uh, the, Christmas has got to be tough, man. Whatever holidays you celebrate, that's crazy. Anyway, clearly he is Santa Claus at this point, right? Right, stuffing lots of stockings, man. <laughs> and, and I'm just saying, like clearly, clearly watches a lot of Frozen because homeboy going doesn't... down too many chimneys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 mm. Then women want all the smoke, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Well, this this was a a fun 
a fun event. I'm glad that we could wrap up, unlike Nick Cannon, at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. The full Ben Simmons mode, right? <laughs> a little hot potato with all those potato, babies, hot right? I don't know, bro. Too much for me. Can't do it. Can't do it. He, the, dude, we'll dude do it live. he's got so many babies that he's got to go like Virginia Tech against Georgia Tech that year, right? He's got to like just pencil in the names on the shirts they're wearing, right? <laughs> he has like the, <laughs> they have a family get together. I just hope he remembers them. <laughs> he's like, yo, yo, can you go ahead and write that name on the back of that shirt? Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't which know. one's this one? Who? Number nine. They dropped. <laughs> They drafted who? <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Where, where's that one at? Where's that? Hold on. Oh my god, that's just wrong. It is. That's wrong. But you know what? That's what we do here at the Sports Brew. They drafted who? Oh. They, they drafted who? who? <laughs> they drafted who? Who the fuck is this? It's another kid. This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Who the fuck is this kid? He don't know. He just showed up to my house. Freaking Whitfield thinking Nick Cannon's his father. I don't know. Repopulating the earth, man. Somebody got to do it, dude. Bruh. That family tree is gonna be ridiculous. Like a couple hundred years from now, they're gonna be like twenty. It's not twenty three and me. It's twenty three and Nick Cannon. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? So like, <laughs> so like, if you go like Game of Thrones and you have like Nick Cannon's family, Sean Kemp's family, Philip Rivers' family, oh. uh, uh, who was the the the. Antonio oh, Cromartie, uh, Cromartie family. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, Cromartie. So you could have, like, those, like, athletes who have, like, double-digit kids and as, like, the Game of Thrones, like, the the wheel. The <laughs> wheel of Thrones. Yo, put them away, fellas. You've done, you've done your duty, okay? Put the swords away. <laughs> Put it away. Put it away, y'all. It's fine. It's fine. You're allowed to shoot blanks. Go get a vasectomy. Bro, you can still shoot. Just shoot the blanks. Nah, man. Nah, man. Look, bro. Nick Cannonboat engaged. Put the dick away. Whoa! Or, you know, you can let the body sit to the floor and just go crank one out. Either way, <laughs> it's okay. You're allowed to do that. Oh, oh this whole segment, man. Hey. Hey, hey, we got to drop a little love for Veterans Day. Yes, yes, we do. We do. Shannon, I'll let you. I'll let you do that. All right, cool, man. Um, well, it was my pleasure to serve from '98 to '02. Of course, Lindy uh, served with me as well. And um, you know, Veterans Day. Just uh, if you get a chance, if you know a veteran, give them a call, say thank you. Uh, if you're out and about, and you can buy them a beer, 
do that. I mean, just any small gesture, because when you when you sign up for this thing, it you, you're signing a blank check with your life, mm-hmm. and you're you're not sure at that point in time what's going to happen in the next four, yeah, well, three, four, six, twenty years, depending on how long you want to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, freedom isn't free, so. You know, if you have someone in your family that's a veteran, give them a call, shoot them a message on Facebook, say thanks. You know, no big deal. Just uh, just show a little appreciation. That's all. There you go. Well, thank you for your service, friend. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm mm. glad, uh, glad my service brought me here and then we can meet, so. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's funny how the world works. It is. It is. And I guess um, one other thing we have to do is we wrap up and get out of here. Now that we had our fun making for making fun of Nick Cannon and his uh, <laughs> his ever growing family. On a more serious note, obviously Veterans Day, and you know one of the things we like to do is have the kids talk to. Um, we have several family members that serve, Sarah's dad included, and so we always like to talk with the kids about. About that, because you like they'll see you know an uncle or, or grandpa or whatever, and they they don't always connect the dots, right? Right. But I think it's important to remind them of the debts that people pay, you know, over for their own lives in service, and then collectively what our society does, you know, for this country. And it is it is it's a big price, you know, it's a big price and um, a lot of people pay that with their lives. You said you write a check with your life and that's very true. And sometimes, you know, it, you, I think sometimes people lose sight of that. So you need a little reminder every, every once in a while. You need a face. And so we like to, you know, have the kids talk to grandpa specifically about certain things as a reminder. And yeah. I think that's really good and really helpful. Uh, but one other thing, uh, I, I, I would be remiss if we got out of here without raising a glass. Uh, we are animal lovers here at the Sports Brew. Yeah. Um, pets are family, and all of us have certainly had some wonderful animals over the years. And, you know, the, the, the goodbyes are always hard. And so I will certainly raise a glass to Holly with Lindy, hopefully uh, a belly belly filled with meats and treats uh for her and then uh randy's got some issues going on as well with one of theirs so i uh certainly one of those things that it's always hard you know when they get older or they have health problems or when you get to the point that you have to say goodbye and you have to do that for them um it's tough so raising a glass to our friends first and foremost yeah uh, and then just the time they've been able to share with their buddies and the memories that they've made. And so this is to both of you and to both of them. Salute. Salute. Mm. I almost went like boys to men, but I was like, is that, is that, is that, can I do that? I was like, no, no, is that, is that too much? Like it felt like that, that'd be too much. So can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. But anyway, all right. Look, have a, <laughs> thanks as always for putting up with our crap. And uh, hopefully you've had a good time over the course of the evening. But from all of us to all of you, have a great weekend. And enjoy the football. Look, Buffalo, play Case Keenum, would you? I'm just kidding. 
maybe not. Shannon, again, I appreciate you. Yes, uh, sir. And you know I love you. You're you're like a brother to me, so appreciate that. Same. And um there you go. So enjoy the weekend, fellas. Enjoy the enjoy the games. Enjoy the stuff. And I guess we'll catch you on the flip side. And hopefully next week we're not operating out of like London fog. <laughs> we have a slightly better start to the day. Although we accidentally made it two hours. I did not think we were gonna record that. I thought this was gonna be like an hour. I should always know better. Take the over. Always take the take, over. Take the over. You know. Thanks, Nick Cannon. Thanks to you. We took the over. Well. <laughs> Actually, this is the wrong Ace of Base song, quite frankly. If we're gonna be... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I have the, I actually have that CD, by the way. That's true. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Not with twelve kids, they won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. All that she wants is another baby. Ugh. Anyway, all right, all right, all right. All right let's For get all out the, of it. The cannon wants is enough. Oh, I mean, Christ Almighty, dude! Come on, bro. Uh, Do your March Madness ad and call it a day. As Van Water once said, "Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool." You already got a basketball team. How much more you need, bro? Bro, he's got like a football team at this point. Holy hell! This is number twelve. He's got eleven on the field and one on the bench. <laughs> he's got depth. <laughs> Hashtag. That's Is what, that what she that's said? That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a pickup game with a couple substitutes. <laughs> oh my god, bro! Woo! All right, that's that's ridiculous. He's got a baseball team with coaches on the side. <laughs> God, dude. Oh, yep. Give it away now. He's, he's getting... Too late, Nick Cannon. Too late, Nick Cannon already has. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's Halloween and Nick Cannon's giving away seed. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> My gosh. Dude. Oh, dude. Nick Cannon. When March rolls around, it's vasectomy o'clock, bro. I'm just saying. Yeah, dude. End of the road. <laughs> That's enough. You know we <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's get out of here. From yeah. all of us, all of you, have a great weekend. We'll catch you on the flip side. Keyword sports and brew iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com, Spotify, Amazon Music, a whole bunch of other host platforms and whatever. Um, <laughs> feel free to message us if you're so inclined, and we'll make fun of you too, because that's what we do. But from all of us, all of you, have a great weekend. We'll catch you on the flip side. And as we like to say, good night now. <laughs> <laughs> Man. 12 kids. I just can't. No. I just can't. I can't, dude. No. Oh, I love I love my children, but like two, two and through, bro. Two and through. Two and through. Two and through.
Yes, what the fuck is he thinking? Yeah, he ain't <laughs> Again. Thinking, clearly. You got the money to do it. But. Yeah, but damn, dude. like. Actually, this is the song we've been missing the whole time. Mary J. Blige, oh, Family Affair. <laughs> maybe, maybe Nick Cannon just likes to party. Anyway, all right, all right, all right. We gotta go. We gotta go. All right, brother. Hasta luego, man. All right, dude. Good night. Nice see you. Late. Come on, bounce, Come on, bounce. in control. You know what I'm saying? Come on, bounce. I slam the door when I come into the bedroom. Because I'm the king of the castle. Turn me on, turn me loose. Come on, come on. Try to hit it if I have to come get some.